Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 27, Becoming the Daily Systems habits, and the steps to create change. Welcome, everyone. It's so good to connect with you this week. All right. I am excited about this topic, becoming. I love that word. Well, in the dictionary, it says becoming is to pass from one state to another. It's all about growth and change. We are on a journey of becoming, transforming, progressing, evolving to the next best version of ourselves. You don't have to look very far to learn all about change. It's springtime. There is a lot of new growth and change right before our eyes. One of the most distinct transformations we see in nature is that of a caterpillar changing from one state to another and becoming a butterfly. Remember, becoming is to pass from one state to another. Butterflies are very close to my heart. Our little daughter, Olivia, loved butterflies. I hadn't really realized quite how much and to what extent until a couple of days after her passing and her preschool teacher brought us a paper that she had colored. The teacher had stated in class, may there always be, and had written that on the children's paper. Well, some of the children wrote trucks or houses or toys or whatever. Well, Olivia's words were, may there always be butterflies and flowers. And she had drawn and colored lots of butterflies and flowers. And her teacher gave this to me during a time of great pain. That picture still is so precious to us. And so are butterflies and flowers. So then at her graveside and at the interment, and before we laid her physical body to rest, we had dozens of butterflies that all the children and people let go and they watch, we watched them flutter into the sky. Olivia had transitioned from one state to another. So I never see a butterfly without thinking of my sweet daughter and saying thank you and thinking that she's nearby. Do you know the journey and process a caterpillar takes to become a butterfly? It's one of the most fascinating life cycles of all creatures. A caterpillar eats as much as possible to reach its desired growth, eating and eating and eating and stuffing itself to capacity. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> um, hopefully not too often, but maybe around Thanksgiving or other times. Who knows? Well, as soon as it, it's done growing, it takes refuge into a cocoon, also known as chrysalis. Even though the cocoon appears unchanged from the outside, there's something dramatic going on on the inside. Some dramatic transformation. Literally, the body of the caterpillar is dissolving itself into a brand new being. The last step is when the butterfly is ready to emerge. It breaks from its cocoon, and when the wings are fully dry, the butterfly is ready to take flight and share its beauty with the world. As we look closely at the process of the butterfly's transformation from one state to another, we see that it's not an easy process. It takes time, and each phase is necessary before the next stage can take place. The caterpillar stage is all about consumption. And in personal development terms, that is learning and growing as much as possible 
This takes time. We want the quick fix, but this is a process of becoming. In earlier times, if one wanted to learn a trade or craft, they would become an apprentice and study under someone. This could typically take like 10 years to master the craft. Well, in our modern times, they say it takes 10,000 hours to become that master. So there is a time to consume, learn, and grow. The next stage is the cocoon. There's a lot of transformation and change going on in the inside. It may not look like it from the outside, but this is a time of deep personal work and change. It's about stillness and doing the internal work it takes to dissolve the old and transform into the new. It's about letting go of who we've been and creating a whole new and beautiful creature. The last stage is about transformation and growth. The beautiful butterfly is ready to emerge from its cocoon. It's ready to show its colors and share its beauty and brilliance with the world. The butterfly reminds us that life is a dance and to take yourself lightly, look for the sweetness in life and let your true color show and pause and smell the flowers. Well, you know about the tree that I describe as my healing journey. That pathway and formula has been instrumental for me as I pondered how that model fits into the stages of transformation of becoming a butterfly, I see some parallels. The caterpillar phase or consuming, which is learning as much as possible and cocoon phase of going inward and doing the internal work to transform are the roots and trunk of the tree. The last stage of the butterfly, which is breaking out of the cocoon and emerging parallels with the branches in discovering your purpose and passion and the fruit of the tree, which is sharing your gifts and talents with the world. As I pondered this process, and the hundreds of women that I've taken through this journey, I see some principles that need to be addressed to bring about full transformation and change that is sustainable. The four roots are fundamental and essential to focus on to be whole and to nourish ourselves and allow growth and change and transformation, and ultimately to be able to bear fruit, to share our gifts and talents with the world. This is nourishing your body, your heart, your mind and soul on a daily basis. And the trunk represents setting up systems and structures, creating daily habits, patterns, and routines to support these changes. I've been living this and teaching this for over a decade now, but I've learned some valuable tools and principles this past year that have made a huge difference to me and will also to those that implement my seven steps model of healing and transformation. So today we're going to talk about the systems, habits, and patterns to put into place to support our growth. It's easy to set big goals for ourselves and want to make huge and sweeping changes in our life to create a grand vision of what we want our future self to be. But then life happens. We have the demands of our day, those of our children, our family, our loved ones. We get busy. The house gets messy. We get tired, overbooked, overwhelmed. And then if we are in a perfectionistic mindset of all or nothing, or I've got to do this perfectly, or not at all, we can get stuck or in a rut. I learned a powerful lesson last year. Our family was on a vacation in Hawaii, and that is probably my favorite place on the planet. I simply love the energy and the aloha spirit that permeates. Well, I spent plenty of time on the beach and in the ocean, riding waves, paddleboarding, and snorkeling. 
During the duration of our trip, I happened to see six, yes, six sea turtles. These were at all different times. I was in the ocean riding the waves. I was snorkeling. I was going on a walk near a bay. And then I was out paddleboarding. This has never happened to me ever before. I might be very lucky to see one on a trip. Well, when something shows up for me several times, it usually feels like there is some message I'm supposed to get. When I shared this experience with a friend, she sent me the spiritual meaning behind the sea turtle. Here's the message. A turtle carries the world on its back, grounding it wherever it goes. It is determined and persistent as it slowly moves on land. By slowing down and pacing yourself, you can endure the chaos of life's transformational cycles with ease. The turtle moves swiftly through water, learning to navigate its sensitivity to others' emotions. That message spoke to me loud and clear. Be determined, persistent, consistent, and slow down your pace so you can endure life with ease. Uh, it was not about trying to speed up and get more accomplished and do those big, huge goals. It was about going at a slow, steady, consistent pace. That was sustainable. Remember the story of the tortoise and the hare. Slow and steady wins the race. Well, then my husband planned a getaway with me just a few months ago. Well, since we had, have adopted our little daughter, our special needs daughter, it's coming up on nearly three years, we had not been away together on a trip, just the two of us. So on this trip, we were back in Hawaii. Like I said, it's, it's my spirit home. <laughs> I happened to be on a paddle boarding in a bay. And what should be swimming all around me? Well, sea turtles. And I started counting them. This time there were nine. Yes, I counted them, nine sea turtles. I could not believe it. Maybe I didn't quite get the message the first time, but they showed up. Slow and steady wins the race. I definitely know that I am a grandiose, big picture type of person and I can go full steam ahead towards my goals. What I found is that I can't always sustain those sweeping habits and patterns. So today I want to talk to you about the small and simple things. In fact, one of my favorite scriptures states that by the small and simple things are great things brought to pass. You've heard the saying, go big or go home. Well, part of me loves the saying, which means putting your full energy into something. What I don't like is the message that if you can't go big, then don't even try and just go home. I'd like you to consider this phrase, go small and show up consistently every single day. As we do this, we build habits and create strong neural pathways that create changes in our brain. So then our habits actually become automatic. We don't even think about it. I remember after I moved to my current home, which happens to be about five miles down the road from my previous home, I was driving thinking I was going home and I ended up pulling up to my old house. Well, obviously I had plenty on my mind and I let my subconscious habit just kick in and it took me back to what was familiar and what had been ingrained into my brain. I chuckled thinking, how did this happen? I must have been deep in my own thoughts, but that is the power of our subconscious brain when it follows what we do repeatedly. It then frees up our brain space and does things on autopilot. If you know me, you know I like acronyms to help me remember things. So we're gonna talk about systems. Well, system stands for 
save yourself time, energy, and money. <laughs> when we have a system repeated over and over, it then goes into our autopilot and into our subconscious brain. For those neural pathways to form deeply, it takes repetition, intensity, and frequency. Having a goal without system is to create the pattern, it's easy to fall back into those old habits. One of my favorite books on this topic is Atomic Habits. And in the book, James Clear, the author, talks about how it's easy to overestimate one big defining moment. And it's really easy to underestimate the small incremental steps to building habits. Like I said, I love the scripture by small and simple things, great things are brought to pass. It's those small and consistent steps and habits consistently done that make all the difference. Sometimes we may think that this seems too simple or easy to make any difference at all. We may be looking for answers that seem more grandiose or looking beyond the mark. Well, I love to find the wisdom and truth taught in scripture, especially to support personal growth and transformation. In the Old Testament, there's a story of how the Israelites were plagued by fiery serpents. Many died from their bites. But when Moses prayed for relief, he was told to make a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. Then if a serpent bit someone and they looked upon the serpent of brass, they would live. Well, this was such a small thing to do for such a miraculous result, but many perished because of the simpleness of the way. Do you remember the story of Naaman, who was the commander of an army of the king of Syria? and he had leprosy. Well, he ended up going to the prophet Elisha to be healed. And Elisha told him to be healed, he would need to go to the Jordan, River Jordan and wash seven times. Well, when Naaman heard this, he rent his clothes with rage. He expected some grandiose miracle and was told to go wash himself seven times and that his flesh would be restored and healed. Well, he finally did do this. He was not very happy about it. It would take some effort on Naaman's part, but it was quite a simple task. No frills or extraordinary things that Naaman had to do. It was by doing something relatively small and simple that brought about the healing. Elder David Bednar shares about watering a plant and the importance of the slow, simple, and steady pace of dripping water into the soil at a low rate versus spraying large amounts of water with great force or where it may not be needed. The steady drips sink deep into the ground and provide a high moisture level in the soil where plants can flourish compared to the flooding, which ultimately could destroy the plant. As we think about nourishing the roots of your tree, your body, heart, mind, and soul, we can focus on consistent drops of water or habits so our roots can grow deep in the soil and our tree will be able to produce fruit in our own personal time and life. Sometimes related to our habits or goals, we can flood ourselves with grandiose and elaborate plans of change and not be able to sustain the growth. I know I've been there. We can get easily get into this overwhelm or the mentality of all or nothing. Another example of the small and simple habits is the compound effect. So several years ago, I was at a convention where Darren Hardy spoke. He's the author of that book. 
and he spoke about the principles. And I left that convention with an audio version of his book and started listening to his words every time I was driving in, in the car. I was inspired. His words and the concepts he taught about it really resonated with me. The compound effect is the principle of reaping huge rewards from a series of small, smart choices. What's really interesting about this process is that even though the results are massive, the steps in the moment don't even feel significant. Whether you're using the strategy for improving your relationships, health, finances, or anything else for that matter, the changes are so subtle that they're almost imperceptible. Darren says that these small changes offer little or no immediate result, no big win, no obvious, I told you so payoff. So why even bother? Most people get tripped up by the simplicity of the compound effect. He gives an example in the book about the magic penny and what happens if you were to take a penny a day for 31 days and double it. On day five, you only have 16 cents. On day 10, you have $5.12. See how this is inching up and then begins to grow? At day 20, you have $5,243. Then by day 31, the invisible magic of the compound effect starts to become visible. The same small mathematical growth improvement each day makes the compound penny worth $10,737,418.24 on day 31, over $10 million. Taking small and simple steps is like building compound interest over time. Even if you focus on just having 1% improvement on something you do every day, then by the end of the year, we have 37% increase in our personal growth. The same is true for the opposite as well though. This is in the negative. If we are choosing unhealthy or unproductive habits repeatedly, repeatedly, daily, now this formula still works and compounds, but not in our favor. In his book, Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about three levels of behavior change. I want you to imagine a target with three circles within each other. The outer circle is your goal. That is your future self, what you want to accomplish. The second circle is actually the process or system you set up to accomplish the change you desire. And the third inner ring or bullseye is your identity or belief. The identity is actually the most important of all of those levels. It's where you are using your thoughts and creating the belief about who you are. If you've been around me much, you know that I always talk about how your thoughts create your results. That is a key that makes all the difference. Just shifting your thought brings so much power and because what we're doing is changing and shifting our identity. I remember when I ran my first half marathon, I had really never run any distance before, maybe a couple of miles, but it wasn't my exercise of choice. But after charting out a training schedule and running nearly every day, my thought went from, I'm not a runner to, I'm a runner, and I was showing up to prove that to myself. It felt pretty good, and I was proud. I, I increased in my confidence. Or maybe if you play the piano, you can shift your thought to, 
rather than, you know, I play the piano to, I am a musician. It changes the identity. Or if you want to write a book or spend time writing, you could shift your identity to saying, I'm a writer or I'm an author. When we shift our beliefs and identity, that is the key to change because our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions, which produce our results. In the past, I've used the phrase, I'm just not an organized person. And guess what? I showed up that way. But by shifting my thoughts and beliefs to I am an organized person, now I look for and see and create the evidence to support that. There's lots of things I do in a very organized way. And there are plenty of things that I do now to use those organizational skills, but it takes my own belief to create the action um, to make those changes. So how do we create systems in our personal lives and that of our family? Well, let's look at the model of creation in the Bible. God created the earth one day at a time. And of course, his time is not the same as our time, but it was one step at a time, line upon line. I do an activity every year and usually more than once a year. And that is to do a self-evaluation. I call it the vibrant living circle of life. And it is a will and it's broken down into several areas like health, relationships, finances, spirituality, etc. So in each area, I write out what would be the ideal or big goal, or what would it be to make, be a 10 in that area from like one to 10. I find it helpful to create the ideal of who I want to become, but often those goals can be difficult to sustain. When we're talking about change, it's like going from a seed to expecting the fruit on the tree, except we have one problem. There are no roots. It takes time to develop those roots. Have you ever had a big goal you set for yourself, but you came up before it was accomplished? What about trying to start a healthy habit, but you weren't able to sustain it? Once again, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. This is really the opposite of what the world teaches us. There are a lot of get rich quick schemes out there that people get sucked into. And as I was doing research for this podcast, I looked up online and there are so many lose 30 pounds and 30 day meal plans on the internet. We fool ourselves into thinking it's these huge and quick things that make all the difference. Remember the story of the turtle. Slow and steady wins the race. One of the systems I think is crucial to making a big difference in your life is to bookend your days. That means creating an AM and a PM routine. And no matter what else happens in between those bookends, then at least you have that strong beginning and end of each day. I personally like to nourish those roots and do them in the morning and evening as part of my routine. Let's look at the roots. What are some things in your life that might seem so insignificant or imperceptible in the moment that could actually make a big difference? Well, the first root is your body. Maybe it, that's drinking more water. Maybe it's doing a few yoga stretches or getting outside in nature, even for 10 minutes. For your heart root, perhaps it's giving a hug. Maybe it's writing in your journal or forgiving someone. For your mind root, maybe it is saying some affirmations, doing a thought download or looking at your vision board. And for your spirit root, perhaps it is reading your scriptures, saying a prayer or doing some deep breathing or meditation. What if you did that small step consistently over 30 days? 
Remember the compound effect is always either working in your favor or against you. It's those small and simple things that great things are brought to pass. But if it's a negative thing done consistently, you might bring about great harm versus that positive outcome. So a concept I'd like to share with you that I've learned from one of my mentors, Brooke Stone, is all about floors and ceilings. This is a powerful tool and concept. A ceiling is your ideal self. It is your 10 out of 10. It is your future self. It is who you are and feel when you are motivated and empowered. I love ceilings and I love creating my ideal. But question for you, what happens when you feel a bit overwhelmed or like you don't want to do the thing or even have the energy to do it? Well, this is where the floors come into play. Floors can give us the support that we need on those days. The floor is the minimum effort that you can do every day to continue that habit or pattern. It's called a tiny habit. There's actually a book called Tiny Habits. It should take less than one minute to do. So what we're doing is training our brain and deepening that neural pathway and creating a habit that will go into your subconscious. We might think we need to work out at the gym every day for an hour. And if we can't make it, then we don't do anything. This is the perfectionistic mindset. It's the all or nothing mindset that sets us up for failure and is not compassionate. And it's really difficult place to live by. So floors are the secret to consistency. In the scriptures, it says, oh, my son, do not let us be slothful because of the easiness of the way. That easiness is a double-edged sword. If it's easy to do, then it's also easy not to do. So for the action item this week, I'd like you to think of each of the four roots. Choose a habit you'd like to do and create both a floor and a ceiling for each. For example, your ceiling body root habit may be to do yoga for 30 minutes per day. Actually, yoga this year has been one of my big habits or big goals to certify. Well, if your goal is to do 30 minutes a day and it's important that you set up a system to support yourself in doing that, but also allow yourself a floor. That for me might be doing one sun salutation for the day or a cat cow, and that would only take a few seconds. So I know it's small, but that's the point. We're training our brain to do the consistent patterns and habits daily. Doing something is better than doing nothing on the days that you just can't make the ceiling. Okay, what about your heart route? You can have a ceiling where you spend 15 minutes of meaningful one-on-one time and conversation with a child every day and connect. Well, what could your floor be? something you can actually do in under one minute. Perhaps it's giving a hug. Giving a hug is a sure way to open the heart and you can do it in under one minute. So psychologist Virginia Satcher said, we need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance and we need 12 hugs a day for growth. So time to get hugging and open up that heart and raise your vibration. Okay, what about your mind route? You could choose to read one chapter of something uplifting every day. That's your ceiling. What is your floor? Well, perhaps that is simply reading one verse, one quote, 
we're saying a few affirmations. Do you see what I'm saying? You're forming habits and patterns that are done repeatedly and consistently, even if they're small. And that's the key. That's actually the key to consistency and success is to keep them small. Perhaps for your soul root, your ceiling is to meditate for 30 minutes daily. Honestly, this is my goal. Meditation is something that has changed my life. And I rarely let a day go by without having that quiet connection time. But what happens when you just can't get it in? What is your floor? There's something you can do for less than one minute. Maybe it's pausing and connecting to your core and taking three deep breaths. So remember that it's through small and simple things done consistently that great things are brought to pass. This is the way that we stay in forward motion, creating consistent progress and letting go of perfection. It's taking the time to learn, grow, consume, change, and evolve. It does take time, just as it takes time for the caterpillar to transform into a butterfly. You guys, thank you so much for listening today, my friends. So your fun action item for the week is to come up with one habit in each of the four routes and commit to doing it daily and consistently. Create that ceiling and the floor, which should take less than one minute, that floor. So you can support yourself and slow and steady wins the race, okay? So you've heard me talk about the Vibrant Living Wellness Conference. Well, this is the week. So much work and time has been spent to create this amazing event. Oh my goodness, I've learned so much in the process. I've been surrounded by an amazing team of women to create it. I cannot wait. And it's not too late to join. You can go to www.vibrantlivingwellnessconference.com to join us virtually or in person in Sandy, Utah. So thank you, my friends, and we will connect next week. Bye-bye.